Welcome, welcome to the latest episode of the Growing Woman Podcast. I am your host, Christina Singh, and this show is all about amplifying women's voices and women's stories. Welcome to episode four. I am so thrilled to be introducing you to two ladies today, and this is an interview. Last week, we had a solo episode all about my birth story during COVID-19, and this week, we have an interview. These ladies are Neroja and Shannon of Altaloon. And I was introduced to them by Nina, who's a past guest on this show. So if you haven't listened to our episode with Nina Guilford, please go back and listen to that too, because she is wonderful. Just so you guys know, this was recorded in 2020, and this was recorded also before I had my son Liam. So um, this is an oldie but a goodie, and I'll be releasing some of these episodes that I recorded before I had Liam uh, in the next few weeks. And I'm really so excited for you guys to hear about their story. So um, these two ladies, have known each other for a long time and they are very much into spirituality and well-being and self-care so they uh, were they started doing full moon circles and new moon circles and it just kind of expanded with the pandemic to reach a wider audience over zoom so i have attended a couple of their new moon and full moon circles and we'll get into kind of what that means during the episode the cool thing about Neroja and shannon is that they've turned this interest in full moon circles and new moon circles into a business. So now they offer monthly curated subscription boxes, um, just really focused on self-care. And the goal is to give everyone the fineness from nature to create powerful healing in their lives aligned with the seasons and have a divine sensorial experience fit for a goddess which is pretty exciting. Um, So I asked them before the show if there was anything that they wanted to mention uh, about these kits. And so if you're interested, you can reach out to Neroja and Shannon at altaloon.co and I'll have their information in the show notes for you. But in each kit, there's about eight to 10 products that tap into all of your senses from crystals, incense, 100% organic teas and bath soaks to candles, affirmations, and other seasonally related essentials. So feel free to reach out to Neroja and Shannon if you're interested in their curated sensory boxes. And we're going to dive into who they are, how they created Altaloon together, and just, you know, about new moon circles, full moon circles. If you're not super familiar with this world, this is a really interesting episode and uh, just something that maybe we're not yet tapped into or maybe we've started to be tapped into i'm super excited for you guys to hear more from neroja and shannon enjoy welcome to the show neroja and shannon thank you both for being here thank you so much for having us of course so um The reason why I wanted to talk to you is because you both have started something really special together. So I would love to describe, for you guys to describe, um, what Altaloon is and how you came together to found Altaloon, because that's how I found you through Nina, Um, because you guys have hosted full moon workshops and new moon workshops and um, really sparked your spiritual energy in this way. So can you describe exactly what Altaloon is and how you both came together to create this space? Absolutely. Uh, Neroja, did you want to dive into that a little bit and I'll layer on? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Um, so we, it, it, all of it began before we were even called Altaloon. Um, so we just, you know, it started off in our living rooms. Um, it was myself and Shannon and two other friends. We got together, um, you know, to, to have a, kind of, a, we got together to have a full moon gathering. And what that looked like for us was an opportunity to kind of understand, you know, the forces that, that were, that were, uh, in play around us, um, but what that means for our life, and and really taking a moment to like self reflect and and understanding like what we need to what we need to let go of our space and clear, um, and our, our our inspiration, you know why why the moon, right? So our inspiration from the moon really comes um, from understanding that like there are no accidents in nature. Everything in nature is is so purposeful. 
and even you know the moon's cycle you know the 28 day cycle and, and, and going from a new moon to a full moon back to you know back to retreating as, as a new moon um, that's very purposeful as well and so if we take when we take inspiration from you know the moon's cycle you know we also understand that as 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 women and as as beings on earth uh, you know we also have to have an opportunity to, to wax and wane and you know to, to release and, and have it moments of introspection and um, you know this is not something that we've invented there are you know for for tr there are traditions that have done this where women would get together under under the, the moon's energy under the moon's light as a community as a tribe um, to talk and reflect right and um, there are a lot of cultures that that we've taken inspiration from um, as we've incorporated their practices into the workshops that we've led and you know really uh, when as when we grew into Alta Loon and kind of this like movement that we, we are championing um, we're really encouraging everybody to to get back into nature whatever that looks like whether that's you know getting in alignment with like the natural cycle of the world whether that's you know, bringing natural elements um, into into your home and creating a sacred space. So, um, you know, figure really finding ways of being one with nature and using natural elements, um, you know, to 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 live your life because you know we, we've you know something that Shannon and I always talk about it's like you know we we hear about the internet of things right um, you know like that was something that was like really encouraged so like bringing even more technology into everyday things mm -hmm. like adding wi-fi into your light switches and you know all, all of that sort of stuff um, something that we really talk about is like the nature of things like how can we actually kind of like you know evolve even more by actually removing mm -hmm. some of those things and bringing natural elements into everyday everyday things that we do in, in, in our everyday practices. Thank you for that. Shannon, did you want to add anything to the description of Altaloon? Um, I think Naraja really summed it up best. Um, but I mean, I think what I would layer into that as well is, um, you know, just creating that, um, that sense of community, especially among women, um, we're all dealing with things in life, um, and I, th I think our the, the way that we're sort of um, conditioned in, in, in the way that we're, we're growing up, um, especially in the Western world, is, is a little bit like removed from society and removed from sharing and very much, um, you know, focused on sort of like this systematic way of like coping with things. Um, and, and we do see that in sort of like the internet of things too, right? There's, there is like, although it like, creates more convenience for our life. It's also like pulling us away, I think a little bit more from the source. Um, and, and, and just in the community that we're creating and, and that connection and that sharing, um, creating the space for that, creating the space for people to work on themselves um, and, and, and find you know, power in their vulnerability, um, power in their authenticity, you know, and, and knowing that they're not, although we're dealing with different things, we're not alone and we're all actually dealing with it to at some capacity. It's just the way that we're dealing with it might look different um, or, or the, uh, the experience themselves might look different, um, but we're so, uh, we're so intertwined, we're so connected. Um, and I think that you know, our workshops and, and this community that we're creating is really, um, you know, really highlighting that. So to create that space yeah. for others is, is, a, you know, is something I think that we both um, we really get a lot from so that's great thank you for outlining these workshops because something i found really cool when i came to one of your workshops i was invited by nina and um i love that you just started this the two of you just felt this energy and this pull to start these full moon and new moon workshops before the pandemic hit you were having people come to a space um, you got, well, you guys are located in Toronto, correct? So you're in Toronto. Yes. So you had some people come to a space and, um, you hosted a workshop for the first time. What did that look like the first time you did it? Um, because it looks very different now because everything is virtual and you've expanded your reach. Um, what did your first workshop look like and and how did that come together? Mm, that's, that's a really good question. I, I actually, 
you know, a lot of, um, a lot of, I think what we've done is like, has just been led off of intuition. And I would, I would almost say like our format has not changed that much since the beginning. So it was, it, it was very much like a combination of, uh, of knowledge sharing, of having self-reflection exercises. So like really having, um, creating a space for people to introspect and to, th- you know, so we're, we're so busy in our lives. Like we just carry on, like even something like, you know, doing a gratitude list, like, you know, we want to create a space to do that because if if all else fails and you can't do it any other day, you you get to do it at, during our workshop. Um, and it was always like meant to be meant to feel like a tribe of women of, of women empowering women. Um, I think the only difference um, was like when we did it in person. You know, Shannon really created a sensorial experience for us. Like we, you know, we gathered around a crystal grid um, that she would intuitively create for us. You know, we would uh, we would start by like you know saging. Um, uh, we would have like herbal tea and all, and you know, like there would be a candlelight. Um, so that element of it, um, for sure. Is, is not there uh, now that we've gone virtual um, but we were even when we went virtual in the beginning we were really like sharing with everyone how to kind of create that sort of experience themselves um, in 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 their own homes as they participate virtually so that 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 is not missed and so you know now with the introduction of our lunar boxes um, we're, we're making that even more accessible because we're actually you know we're able to provide you with everything you would need to create that sensorial experience um, if you don't have what you need mm-hmm. absolutely. absolutely and I think I think to your point Aroja that's like you know, we did start off with creating that sensorial experience. And then that was, I think that was a little bit of the fear going into uh, online. It's like, how do we, how do we recreate that? How do we still bring that connection um, and, and really like tap into all of those senses, right? And I think, I think as well, like just when all of your senses are being engaged, it just puts you in a different frame of mind. It puts you in a different state, right? I feel like it's very grounding. And, um, and so, when we did start introducing it, it was like a lot of information versus, you know, being able to see it in person. Um, and that we've somewhat edited out to a certain extent. Um, we do, we have like sort of translated that on to our Instagram account. Um, and, and, you know, we, we've shared it in our groups, um, in terms of like taking it on offline, but like these, these lunar boxes are really meant to get that, get all those yummy, you know, delicious curated items to your home so that you can recreate that space and like, you know, and then use that, maybe is it like, do you use that in combination to, you know, the new moon workshop or the full moon workshop to like really create that curated space for yourself um, and also have a place to, um, you know, just like, you know, I call it like finding home, you know, like having that one spot, that spot that's yours, um, that you've curated yourself you know, as a place to just like turn to reflect on or just take a pause to acknowledge, you know, before the beginning of your day, the end of your day, um, just to like really like center yourself. And I think that that's what sort of our, our, our lunar boxes create. Um, and our, I think they're also really meant to, to be in tandem with the workshops as well, uh, just to really get the most out of it. So for those who are listening, who might not know, who are just like, what are they even talking about? What is this? Um, Can you describe what exactly is a new moon workshop and what exactly is a full moon workshop? I know, Naroja, at the top of the show, you were talking about how um, you felt, you both felt really pulled to honor the lunar cycle. Um, and just as we, just as the moon waxes and wanes, so do we. Um, and these ceremonies have been going on for, you know, thousands of years. Um, but I think they've become a lot more popular recently um, with the rise of more spiritual practices um, being translated in Western culture. Um, can you describe exactly what a full moon workshop is and what a new moon workshop is? Yeah, for sure. Um, so a new moon workshop, it's all about introspection. So um, it's it's about it's about coming with, actually, they're, they're all about coming within, but a new moon workshop specifically is like really, um, it's a time with the, the energy, the energy is really powerful to, to manifest, uh, to create, to set, to set new intentions. Um, and in a uh, 
uh, on a, during a full moon workshop, so during a full moon energy, um, that's such a powerful time to release and let go. Um, so whatever is not serving you well, whether that's, you know, um, you know th 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 those are like self-provoked thoughts um, or, you know, events or occurrences or things that are happening in your life if it doesn't serve you it's an it's a great opportunity to to release it and let go so what we you know something that we did when we did it in person and something that we encourage everyone to do indiv individually as well during a full moon um it's to actually you know to to write your release list um of things that you want to you know leave uh, from your space and actually physically discard it physically get rid of it um and so yeah, so it's just like, you know, they, they both are, they both occur each month and they, they both um, are, are perfect because every month, you know, every, we should regularly be manifesting and recreating, you know, what we want. And we should regularly be releasing and letting go of what no longer serves us because um, that looks like, both of those things look like different things um, throughout our lives, right? Throughout yeah. the year. Um, Shannon, did you want to add anything to that? Absolutely. Um, I think to Naroja's point, like consciously, consciously manifesting, consciously um, releasing is a super powerful practice that uh, sometimes that we just don't, we have the intention of doing it, but we don't make the time for it. <clears throat> and I think that um, creating that uh, as a community is, is super powerful. You know, um, we do, it, yeah, to your point, we do, um, you know, echo the the um, power of the moon, the power of, you know, sort of like the celestial bodies in terms of like what's playing out. And, and to your point, there are a lot of these, um, these events taking place now as people are becoming much more aware or curious about their spirituality. Um, and I think the way that we really differentiate ourselves um, and versus, you know, what, what is out there is, you know, we, I think we try to, um, take what's practical, like what's real that we can, we can touch and see and feel. Right. Um, and then we, we bring that into our, um, into our exercises, you know, and so we might put a twist on something where, you know, if we're talking about creating intentions, right. What do we want to manifest for this particular month? Right. Well, then we look at the energies of like, what, what is coming? What is it that we're getting into? you know, um, the elements of water, the elements of fire that's coming next, right? Like, what does that look like? What does fire invigorate, right? What does that create in your life? Um, and then, you know, looking at, you know, um, information that's been passed down from generation to generation um, and just sharing that and, and like really bringing that together and saying like, okay, so if this is what's coming, like, what do we need to, what do we need to talk about? What do we need to get clear of? Um, and how do we set ourselves up for success to like really harness those energies to really, um, to really make the most of it. So it doesn't seem like, like it just came out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it feels very much like you were prepared, right. And, and you know, sort of the direction that you want to be going and you don't just kind of feel like, uh, what's that expression? A bag of chips caught in the wind on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, I, this is all really based in astrology, um, the work that you're doing. And having gone to two of your workshops now, um, you know, it really is a group of women coming together to talk about the new moon and or the full moon and talk about, like you said, what you want to cultivate and bring into your life or what you want to release. And you guys are very practical about what you go through. I've been to different you know, new moon or full moon workshops sometimes are really based in emotion and, you know, talking about the astrology of that period of time and about manifesting in different ways or, or again, like being in person and creating more of a sacred space. But I, something I really enjoyed about your workshop was that you were very practical and you were very educational. Um, so it was, it's, it's not just about an exercise that you can do to manifest. It's about the resources that you give. So this is what a new moon in cancer is going to look like or, or a full moon in cancer is going to look like. And this is how um, you can incorporate different practices in your life to align fully um, with the energies that are being released during this time. And if you've never been to a full moon or new moon workshop, if, you, if you're not aligned in this world, like if you're not 
<laughs> you know, if you're listening and you're like, what the heck are they talking about? Um, these workshops are held all the time by tons of people um, around the world. And these ceremonies are held all the time. And sometimes they're not a workshop either. Sometimes it's just an individual doing a, a small mm -hmm. ceremony by themselves. And what I love about your story um, is that you came together with a group of women initially because you felt very called to do this. Um, and now with this uh, pandemic, you saw an opportunity to continue virtually and now you're attracting more people to these workshops. And um, how has that felt for you? Because you're creating a space that like you were saying is very different from the one that you had in person, but now it's opening up to so many other people. So how has that process looked like for you guys? Oh my goodness. Definitely been exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's exciting for sure. And I think like there's so many unknowns for us, even as we go through this, that it's like, um, it's, it's just been super interesting um, as a whole. But yeah, like I remember when we, you know, we first had like an international um participant we were like oh my god what's going on <laughs> we couldn't we couldn't even believe it um yeah and then you know and you know like Shannon said like it was just like it just became an evolution of like okay so like you know how can we enhance our, the experience for for people and so like you know one of the things that we had to do as like as the group got larger as well as like we had to decide what information we were going to talk about in the workshops and what we were not mm -hmm. going to talk about and so what happens to the things that we are not able to talk about so that's how our Instagram our, our Instagram account you know came about um, you know so we would have like daily um, doses of like insights and advice tips etc um, you know we would use up we started using Instagram as a platform to do that and like right now we're working on our website and our blog you know so what happens if somebody you know uh, reads about a tidbit on our Instagram account but then they want more information so where do they go from where do they go from there so like what's the what's the other endpoint that we would we would take like our community to right and then so that's where kind of our blog and our website have emerged and then you know even our lunar boxes so you know which are curated essentials um, and different curated essentials each month and we started getting a lot of questions um, during the workshops from from the community around like you know where do you get the things that you're referencing where do you get those crystals like what's a good source and all of that sort of stuff and so you know we, we started thinking about how we can actually help in that way and take away some of the guesswork um, for people so that you know they can get right to you know being one with nature creating a sacred space for themselves, uh, self-reflecting. Yeah. Um, and Shannon, you said it's been really exciting. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely been really exciting. And, you know, every, um, every, we have multiple calls leading up to our workshops and, um, you know, they've progressively been getting easier in terms of um, just sort of like getting the information and then like really funneling it in because there's so much, there's so much out there. Um, there's so much research involved and, and we, we just have these discussions to say like, okay, like what do we, what's the most important? Like, where's the gold in all of this? You know, how do we set these women up powerfully for the rest of this month? Right. And so we have those conversations and we really curate the exercises as well. It's like, and, and to Naroja's point as well, it's very intuitive. And, and, and it just, it, it, it comes together quite naturally, you know, and I, not, not easily, um, you know, not without effort, um, but it's, it is very intuitive and we, you know, we hash it out, um, we choose what's best and think, you know, when we lead the, the workshops, we do the exercises in the moment with, with, with our participants. Uh, and, and so it's a very natural experience for us as well. It's not something that, you know, we've pre-thought about and then, you know, we deliver, we really, um, we really experience it as well. So we get the most out of it too. Um, but I think as well, just, you know, the more people that join, we, you know, and there's different, um, varying amounts of, of, of information that people have, right? So we have people that have a wealth of information who've been to these things before. Um, and, and sometimes they come in with their like sort of uh, like background knowledge of like, I, I know what to expect, 
right? Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be just like the other one that I went to, right? Um, and then we have people that come in that have never experienced this before and they're like, whoa, what is this about? <laughs> um, and then, you know, and then we have somewhere it's like in between. And so uh, really for us, we, we do have a format that we follow. Um, and, and I think we are trying to like really respect every, where everyone is at and how much information they have. And then we just really try to make it as digestible as possible without getting too carried away with, you know, uh, the, the sort of the vocabulary of astrology, uh, because I find that that makes it very unapproachable. And, and it's just going to have people ask more questions of like, what is this? What is that? Uh, where I really, we really just want to get them in a place where they feel really uh, confident um, and, and really set up. And, and, in a space of curiosity in terms of the questions that are being asked, you know, yeah. maybe I didn't think of that before. Um, maybe I didn't, you know, uh, I, I've never taken the time to ask that question about myself, you know? Uh, so I, I, I think um, it's, it's been a lot of fun for sure. Yeah. Um, one thing I really, really wanted to dive deep into with you guys is how did you get into astrology? How, you know, I know that, um, Naroja, you were born in Sri Lanka, um, and uh, Shannon, you were born on a farm. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I, both of you have really, really interesting journeys. And so I really am curious, um, maybe we'll start with Naroja. How, how did you get from Sri Lanka to Toronto? And um, how did you find astrology? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good question. So, you know, starting with my story coming from Sri Lanka, you know, I, as you read in my bio, like my family and I, we came as refugees. So my parents um, brought six children to Canada uh, with no money. <laughs> and so, um, you know, so for me, like growing up, like I always like, I kind of always felt the weight of that pressure. Like I just, <clears throat> I, I, all, I grew up seeing like what they gave up to give us this life and so I just felt like I had to like live out my potential like whatever whatever that took and so like my whole life that's that's look like always working that's look like um taking on one career challenge after another um and and not stopping like never stopping never taking a break because it's like I, I I I I still and that's something that I'm unlearning as well it's like um you know uh kind of getting away from that story. And um, I met Shannon, uh, we met, I think it was four years ago, Shannon. Um, But I I met Shannon at a point in my life where I think like, you know, I think I really needed to meet her. Um, I really uh, was getting to a point of like burnout, uh, but no, like no option of return, like (laughs) um, of like really exhausting myself mentally, spiritually, physically, emotionally. Um, And, you know, she was the first person that, that introduced me to like, you know, crystal grids and and Reiki. And it was like all so new to me um, at that point. And even now, like, you know, like we really like, during you know during our workshops like you know we mentioned that we do the the exercises for the first time with everybody Uh, but it's like even though we're preparing up to that up to the point of the workshop like even during the workshop it's like she says something that like I'm learning for the first time and so you know like I think like what works so well for us in terms of our our format and our formula is like you know Shannon is so like knowledgeable in this space and I really come from like a place of like um as, as like somebody who actually needs this who really who really needs this information and really needs this time to like self-reflect and like and continue to grow spiritually and so when we think about like what our participants need you know we're able to apply that lens because it's like I'm actually authentically coming to the table with that lens mm-hmm. um and so you know like you know so we you know uh how we typically you know when we develop our workshops we I mean especially when we develop the exercises we develop it together because really thinking about like what do we need to like ask of our participants what do we need to have them do um to really kind of like help them digest this information or make sense of what's happening Mm -hmm. um so i you know i would say like i'm 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 definitely a student um and so this is like this is all quite new for me too which is like actually really cool um because like i'm totally like i'm 100 percent in like I'm, i'm totally bought into like what this means 
things and what this looks like. Uh, and I am so new to it. So it's like, yeah. I've already seen the impact of, of it in my life. I love this so much that you, um, I think it's really, really important to say when you're learning and when you are benefiting from something that you're facilitating. That's how I feel about this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I really wanted to evolve and get to know other women's journeys and their stories. And so I just said, okay, I'm going to interview women <laughs> and I'm going to, you know, really get into what makes us tick and how we are growing and how we're always learning. Um, So I really think it's so great that you can state that, yeah, I host these workshops and they benefit me profusely because I'm still learning and unlearning. I love that you said that your background has pushed you to be nonstop and to be, um, working, working, working. And I can definitely relate. Um, you know, my dad came from Punjab and he, you know, was working all the time. He worked his way from, you know, the bottom to the top of his company. And so I think when you have, um, a family that exemplifies, here's what I did for you. And and here's what I want you to do. It's really hard to get away from that narrative sometimes, or it's really hard not to, fully have that impact in your mind all the time. So I love that you said I'm unlearning and that you're coming to this space to learn and to unlearn. Um, In what ways have you unlearned some of that through these workshops um, with just facilitating and then learning from, like you said, learning from Shannon too? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, I think the most important thing is like, a taking the time for self reflection, because in the past, I, I, like, I would see taking time to self reflect as time away from like, pro, quote, unquote, progress in my life, pro, quote, unquote, progress right. in my career. Um, so like, you know, totally like, un, I, I've had to like, I, and I'm still unlearning what it looks like, what, what productive time looks like, what valuable use of time looks like. So that's the number one thing is like carving out that space. Um, number two, as well, it's like, you know, we, you know, like, we create like we it was something that Shannon and I, and I always say is like we create part of the workshop and then the other part of the workshop actually creates itself through our community and like what everyone shares um and so like really like being vulnerable uh and like telling my story or telling how, where I'm at or how I'm feeling yeah. um has also been you know like so important for me because it's like I grew up thinking like you always had to have it together you always had to be strong because my parents always were strong right and and you know and and they had to be they were in survival mode so they had to be and so you know that's another thing that I that I had to unlearn Um, another piece of it too for me it's like you know like you know we you know for instance like during cancer season like that's really a time where like emotions come up and it's like when you when you take the time to like learn and pause and think about things it's like oh okay so it's like it, it almost like validates your it validates your experience and so for me like in the past if something like that happened I was like okay there's no there's no reason for me to be feeling that way like I'm gonna like actually push this feeling aside completely and like not even acknowledge it not even address it and actually that that actually amplifies like the stress the emotional stress right, right. That, that you feel yeah and, yeah so all of all of those things and I think too like you know Christina like you mentioning that you know you created this podcast like you wanted to meet like women and like and learn about their stories and so you created this podcast and that's something that like I've really taken away too through our Altaloon experience is that like if the platform that you want doesn't exist like you can totally create it 100% I mean I think that that's something I've learned so much from our guests already that is that bravery because it is fearful to go into mm-hmm. something that you might not be too you know truly knowledgeable about um or that you just want to see in the world and then you get that moment of realization like oh shit I have to create that <laughs> like right, oh right. no I have to do that um <laughs> that's a moment where you're like and I've definitely experienced that and it sounds like you guys can definitely relate and um 
Shannon, I, I would love to hear about your story because Naroja's talking about how much she's learned from you. And I'm sure you've learned so much from Naroja as well, but um, where did you grow up and how did you find astrology? Because you're very, very knowledgeable about it. And so I'm very curious how you came to find that knowledge. Yeah, it has been, it's been a long process. That's for sure. Um, it, it, and I, I'm going to, you know, think about how do I digest all of this or make it digestible, but um, it is a long process. And I think, um, you know, I think one of the biggest things that I'm super blessed uh, with is having the opportunity to uh, be raised in nature, to grow up in nature and have the freedom that comes with that. Um, you know, I've lived in the city for such a long time, um, you know, actually more than I have on the farm. And, um, but my youngest years were at the farm. And, and so just having that, that freedom to explore and to be curious, especially as a child, being in a space like that just amplifies it so much more. And, and you really see sort of the, the connectedness of things. Um, much more up close, I, I feel, than, than from, you know, living in the city. I love living in the city. I love the hustle and bustle. I love seeing people. Um, I, and that's like a whole experience on its own. And, and so like, you know, how, growing up, I was always thinking like, how do I bring that home with me? How do I bring um, the nature out of outdoors? Like, how do I bring that inside? Um, and that, that actually just translated to um, interior design. And, um, you know, what I've, I've learned on that journey is that we all have this, this ache, this yearning for, you know, for, for something more, for this connection, um, for a sense of community, right? This like-mindedness that like, oh, I'm not crazy, or I'm not the only person dealing with this, you know, like I'm not on my own. Um, and so, you know, as human beings, we're constantly looking outside, um, and and you know we're asking ourselves like, how do I bring that in? And and design is like a perfect translation of that. Everything um, with interior design is a reflection of nature. The inspiration is automatically drawn from nature, and it's brought into your home. And so um, that you know that was a journey on its own. Um, and and I think also really. I, I definitely started off in a very uh, sort of um, strict uh, sort of, uh, I, I was raised religiously, I would say. Um, and, and I just found that what felt natural to me uh, in my, in my gut, like trusting my gut, what felt natural, what felt, um, what resonated is, is what really guided my life. And, and I found a lot of um, conflict to the structure. Uh, I I think um, to uh, to what religion brings to the table, I, I felt a little bit of resistance to that, and I've definitely been the person to um, push beyond the mold <laughs> and sort of yeah. like challenge what's you know sort of being expected or being imposed, um, and and so. You know, I think the one thing that I would say, and I don't say this very often, but the one thing that I think my my mother um, instilled in me was having the right to choose um, and, and just like leaving that up to me. You know, she didn't want that imposed on me. And she said, I really want you to explore that on your own and do what you feel is right. And so that kind of paved the way for that, like just being accepted to do that and that it's okay. And so it just really had me explore, um, you know, and, and as I'm sure you, you, you guys can, can imagine like going from, you know, the city to a farm, you know, when the sun sets and, and the stars are out, it's like, it's just overwhelmingly beautiful, right? Yeah. And it just has you ask so many questions. Um, and so, you know, I, that's where it really started, like was laying out on the grass, looking up at the big full moon, you know, in the middle of June and the whole sky is lit up. Um, and, and I think that just really had me, um, uh, be curious and then start following that path. And then just one door sort of leads to the next. Um, and, and that's something that I, I always, I think mention in our workshops as well is, is like, you know take what resonates with you, 
take that because that's your heart. That's your, that's your gut. That's telling you like, this feels good. Right. And, and for whatever reason that is, and just to trust that and follow that and whatever doesn't, it doesn't just leave it behind. Um, and just yeah. keep following that instinct. And, and really that I feel like those instincts are what sort of guide you, um, in, in the direction that you're, you choose to walk in life. Um, and they're, they're constantly pulling you back if you, if you're steering off path. Um, and, and that as well as part of my journey too, just, you know, having the, having the faith, losing the faith and then rebuilding it again, um, into a much more powerful place. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just sharing that I think is really powerful. Definitely. So when you were exploring and you have that heightened sense of awareness from a very young age and um, an awareness of nature and living in a city and coming back and having that moment where you're looking up at the big full moon and realizing there's so much beauty and asking questions, which I love that is what brought you to astrology and what brought you to this um, space. What were some steps that you started to take to learn more about astrology? I'm going to say, I'm going to go back to my instincts about it. Um, you know, when I say like, I would take something that resonates and, and I would be curious about it. And so I would do a little bit of homework and then, you know, throughout my life, people would just kind of pop up in front of me and then they would just share their information or, you know, I would be reading a book on the subway on my way home from work and somebody would just sit down next to me and just start sharing and saying like, Oh, if you're into this, you should try this. And, and, and I just started, like, I, I started taking those as sort of signs of inspiration. And so then I would just, I would take that advice and then I would, you know, do whatever was next. Um, and then maybe it would be, you know, a line. I, I mean, one of my, one of my favorite authors is, is Deepak Chopra and, you know, um, he, he would always recommend something else in his books or, uh, you know, he would ask a question. I'd be curious. And then I'd start researching that. Um, but really, I think there's been a lot of influential people in my life that have just shared their knowledge that it sparked curiosity. And one example actually is the moon. And so one woman that I had worked with, um, she's a writer and, you know, she, she introduced me to Paulo Coelho and I loved his books. Um, I, yeah, devoured those. And, and she, she had shared about the power of the moon and how our, you know, female cycle is in line with the moon. And she said, you know, don't you ever notice like how your, your moods go up and down? And I was like, yeah, she's okay. Like, why don't you just start documenting that? And, and, you know, she shared a little bit. And at that time I was like, Oh, okay. Like I took it with a grain of salt. And I do in, in this work, I take everything with a grain of salt yeah. until it resonates for me. And then I, and then I validate it and then it becomes very true for me. Um, and so I did that and I, I ended up doing that for about four years. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't perfect with it, but I, I started documenting like these weird, um, emotions that would come up emotions of where like one day I'm super excited and like full of all this energy to take life on. And then like two days later, I'm down in the slumps and I'm like, what just happened? Can I get some of that back? You know, and, <laughs> and, and then it was like this constant up and down. And as I started documenting it, she's like, now I want you to like find out, look up. Cause you write down the day, look up what kind of moon that was. And so I started doing that. And then I kid you not, everything was like on time. Mm -hmm. And then I took that and then I started noticing my team. I started noticing when they were having breakdowns. I started noticing when they were more emotional. And then I would tell them, like, don't worry, it's the full moon. It's completely normal. <laughs> They're and like, I, um, what? <laughs> yeah. And then I would share that. And then literally I would my team would be coming to me saying, like, what is going on right now? Because this is what's up. And 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 I would just laugh, you know? Um, and and it just it made things like so much easier. And I think, you know, with that what gave that, what gave to me, what it gave to me, what it gave to the people I interacted with was sort of this humor. Um, and that like it, this too shall pass, you know, like we all hear that, that, that phrase, this too shall pass. And it's true. Um, but there really is a cycle to things. And, and when you pay attention, um, they, they become even greater in your life. Yeah. Um, I, so it, yeah, it just puts you in a more powerful place of like not just being tossed around, you know? 
Yeah. I love that example so, so much. Um, and that exercise that you did for yourself, because I love that it, number one, you were open to it and that it brought you some heightened awareness around, you know, the experiences around you. And I think when you do become open to something, it starts to come to you. Mm-hmm. And, um, I love that in the workplace, you're like, don't worry, it's a full moon. <laughs> and, and your, your team's probably like, what is she saying to us? Right now? But I love that you're open about it and that you, both of you Kate, have come to this process of self-care really from what you're talking about. And something I absolutely love about your workshops is that, you know, you are bringing so many women together to also practice self-care under this guidance of the moon and looking at astrology, but it really is like, okay, how can you take care of yourself right now? Um, Has that been a hard process for you guys to take care of yourself? And how has that I mean, I know, Naroja, we touched on that um, with your story and unlearning and really trying to find that um, care for yourself, but has it been challenging to take care of yourself um, and have these workshops really helped you take care of yourself, Shannon? A hundred percent. You know, the last workshop that we hosted, there was... um there was one question, one of the exercises, it was like, you know, where are you having a loss of power? And, and it was funny because as I was sitting down looking at that, I was like, Oh, I'm good. I'm in such a good place right now. I have no loss of power. Literally. I kid you not the next day. Cause I said to myself, you know what though, I'm going to hold on to this because it's coming. Like I know <laughs> if I'm in a place of power, that's great, but something's going to change. And so like, how am I going to cope with that when it changes? And sure enough, like, <laughs> everything went downhill um as 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 we as we expected um and so you know taking the time to go back to that exercise and put me back into a place of power um and that's just it like when you're aware that you're on an emotional roller coaster and that's what life is and you're choosing to get on that roller coaster then you're choosing the ups and the downs right it's just you know how do you powerfully set yourself up to get out of the down right um or or looking at the down like it's you know, if you're in a place of breakdown, the, the only way out of it is a breakthrough. And so, you know, do you, do you have the tools to um, get you out of that place much faster than had you not, and you'd be in it for, for some time until something shifted, until something yeah. changed. Because so there's sure. that emotional resonance that, you know, we, we talk a lot about um, being vulnerable on this show and being in touch with your emotions and how that can become a strength. And I love that these are tools that you're using to really help with your, with understanding your emotion and with being vulnerable and being open. Um, Naroja, what has this process of self-care looked like for you and, and has it been challenging? Yeah. So for me, I think the biggest, uh, one of the biggest, um, takeaways in terms of self-care it has been communication like being in communication about how I'm feeling um, acknowledging how I'm feeling acknowledging like what's in my space like you know we, you know we have different exercises all the time but like one exercise that you know that we we have done more than once it's like talking about where where we need to have boundaries in our life and it's like where there's a lack of and it you know so it really has me like in communication about like what's going on in my life um, um, and that has been, you know, so huge for me in terms of self-care and because mm-hmm. it's like in the past, it, it, it just would have gone unaddressed. And then when it goes unaddressed, it just becomes, it becomes something like worse, right? It become, it could look like resentment. It could look like, like all kinds of, all kinds of things that are just not good for your soul. Um, and so for me, the biggest self-care, uh, and, it, and it's funny because it's like, I think too, like you know, we're, we're taught in our society to think that like self-care is like, is like, is just exercise or self-care is just like, is just, you know, getting adequate sleep or just eating well. Um, absolutely. Those things are part of self-care, but also like, you know, being in acknowledgement and communication about how you're feeling, releasing that, making sense of that um, is also part of self-care. And so for mm-hmm. me, that's been one of my biggest takeaways. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. Thank you both for sharing um, 
those challenges and, and how this space is really allowed for you to be open to the process of self-care. And that, again, touching on you created this space, you opened you know, the door for other women to come and sit and be vulnerable. And, um, that's challenging when you, when you do that, um, because you're hosting it. And so sometimes people might not expect you to be the people who also need the self care. (laughs) And so I think that's really important to recognize that you're both really getting so much out of just creating the space for people. Um, Speaking of this space, something I really, really love is that you have a very diverse group of women who come to these workshops. Um, And one of the things that I was so surprised about, because I think a lot of these spiritual practices have filtered into the the, um, West in a way that might not honor those traditions. Um, And I was you know, when I popped on, I was like, oh my gosh, there's so many Indian women here. This is the best. Like, and, um, and I was like, oh my gosh, there's so many women of color. Like, I'm so excited that this is a space where, um, you know, it's a diverse space. Uh, can you speak to that? Because I think from my intuition, it says that that's just your community, but by opening that up to more people that you've, you've have had women of color gravitate towards your community more. Mm, yeah, it's actually, I, I've actually not even um, thought about the diversity of, of the group itself. Um, but it's, it's interesting that you, you point that out. It's, uh, you know, like, I mean, part of it too is like, Toronto is a very diverse city. So yeah. um, I think the statistic now is like, there are more, more than half the population identifies as people of color. Um, and so, you know, so it's, it's kind of, it's kind of, the, it, it, it's kind of like I think if for me it's like what I would expect but but even though that is what I would expect it's like I have been in so many workplace like you know situations and you know at, at boardroom tables where it was like I was I was the only uh, person of color um, and so you know so that that's an indication that there are as you've mentioned so many uh, spaces and so many circles where like diversity is like not um, it's, it's, it's not the reality. I, I mean, everyone talks about the importance of it, but it's, it's still not happening on the ground. Um, so yeah. And, and I think too, like, you know, I'll give you like, uh, an, ex- like I'll, I'll talk about a, a career example. Like I recently, um, you know, so I, I joined a new uh, company. It's, I'm, I'm in a new role and I've been there for the last like six months. And it was, I was entertaining one of three, I was entertaining three offers at the time when I had moved. And um, I, you know, my, my I took the, the off the job offer that was probably like the most unlikely for me to take. And my husband was kind of like, are you sure that's a decision you want to <laughs> make? And you know, I kid you not, like the, the reason I took that role was like, it was like the first time in my life that I had been interviewed by three people of color, mm. you know, like, and, and, and all of the other jobs, you know, look just like the ones that I'd come from where like, I, I did not see myself represented in the people that were uh, interviewing me. And, you know, and I, and I had, and I have had experiences of like racism, discrimination in the workplace. So for me, it was like so comforting to see people who look like me uh, interviewing me. And so I almost wonder too, it's like, because like, between the two of us as like, as like founders and facilitators, because we are diverse. I wonder if like, that's, you know, that also is creating an opening and, and um, you know, like uh, comfort for people uh, of diverse backgrounds to join. Yeah. Shannon, did you want to add anything to that? I, I think, um, I think Naroja, you said it best. Um, when it, it is our, it is in our nature, it's who we are. And I think that that is um, the space that we're attracting, you know? And yeah. so um, it, it, it does not surprise me. Um, but, but to your point, I understand that it does exist, right? Um, but this is what we wanna be creating. This is the community we wanna create. Um, and, and I think that what we're, I think that we are manifesting that. I think that's our intention. And I think we're actively creating that. Yeah. I love it so much. I've been to so many yoga classes where I've been the only person of color. I've been to so many workshops where I've been the only person of color. And so to come to your workshop and have it be vibrant and full of women of color was just such a breath of fresh air, which is sad because these, uh, 
these workshops, these ceremonies are so based in communities of color. And um, I think it's just really important to remember that and to foster that and have that be a part of the community that you're building. If you're hosting um, workshops or if you're talking about astrology, if you're bringing these practices into your space, um, a lot of these are practices based in indigenous communities and communities of color. And I know you guys have talked about that in your workshops as well. So uh, thank you for honoring that. And thank you for just creating that space because I think it's really important. Um, as we're you know closing out, I wanted to uh, talk about a moment that I had at your workshop that we talked about last um, two weeks ago. When was last? Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, because what you do at the end of um, each session is you pull an oracle card. Shannon, can you talk about what exactly an oracle card is? Absolutely. Um, so I actually I have my deck right here in front. Of Love it. <laughs> um, these were these were gifted to me. Uh, a very, um, a, I would say, like a, a turning point in my life. They were gifted to me, and I was always told that when they're gifted to you, they're that much more powerful because they're set with an intention. Um, I like to use the word oracle uh, just because I, I am aware that there are sort of um, the the word tarot has sort of a, a negative uh, can have a negative. Um, sort of uh, perspective for some. Um, and, and, you know, I think, um, I think that they're not, I think that they're very magical. And I think that they offer um, insight. And a lot of it is interpretation. Um, absolutely. Um, but, but they're just, uh, they're, they're very powerful. They're very powerful. Yeah. So you pull a card and read um, that card at the end of the session. And it you know, you collectively ask for everyone to take a breath, take a moment to, uh, you know, think about the energy that's needed right now and think about, you know, the answers that we're looking for right now. And from the two workshops that I've attended, it seems like there is a tendency where it's just the perfect answer every time. <laughs> and I know you're talking about interpretation, but I know for me, I had both, both times I've, I've attended, I've been like, whoa, that's really freaky that that has aligned with my life very, very purposefully. Um, and to be totally honest, I'm not always, I've, I haven't always been super spiritual or, you know, really tapped into that. It's always kind of been on that, like that balance beam of like, is this real? Is this not? I'm not sure, but I'm just going to keep exploring. Um, <laughs> And I had a moment at your last workshop that was really crazy where a couple weeks ago um, I had asked just kind of the universe to send me a sign of butterflies. And I was like, you know what? I just need to know that things are going to be okay. Can you just send me butterflies? And I wasn't seeing them anywhere. And I was like, oh, I guess everything's going to be horrible now. Because, <laughs> But then I saw some on my bedspread that I hadn't noticed before. Um, and I was scrolling online and I had seen, you know, I had seen a couple of photos and, you know, if you're a listener and you're like, what are they even talking about? Just go with it. Um, but, uh, we, my husband and I recently moved into a new apartment and I was sitting on the steps and I had looked at our gate and I, um, hadn't been seeing very many butterflies or anything like that. And I was just like, okay, whatever, it's fine. Um, and I looked on the gate and there was a welcome sign and underneath the welcome sign, there was a butterfly. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was like, a like a um, metal sign that's just hanging on the gate. So that was really meaningful. And so I attended your workshop and you pulled the Oracle card and it was the yin and yang card. And you were just describing it and you said, Oh, this, there's a beautiful yin and yang symbol on um, this woman's forehead. And Oh, there's a, there's a butterfly, you know, next to her neck, a, a monarch butterfly. And I was writing notes vigorously and I was like, oh, great. Oh, that's so cool. Butterflies. Yay. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh, I was just so happy to have that sign. And then um, you literally looked up and said, Christina, this might be for you. And my whole body dropped out of itself. <laughs> and, and 
because I've been talking about motherhood since I'm pregnant, maybe by the time this comes out, I'll have a baby, which is wild. Um, (laughs) And how, you know, the sense of motherhood is a loss of the sense of self um, in this like weird narrative that we're taught. And I'm really fighting against that right now. And you looked up and you said, Christina, this might be for you. Um, And again, my whole body dropped out of itself. And you said, um, motherhood is a really transformational time and uh, butterflies really have a lot to do with transformation. Um, And I swear I was hearing you, but then I was not hearing you. And I just had this, that incredible moment. Um, And then later that day, I, um, I've shared with you both that I was diagnosed with gestational diabetes. And um, so I've had to take my blood sugar quite frequently. And later that night, I realized I looked on the packaging of my blood sugar devices and there's butterflies as their logos. And on the strips that I take my blood sugar, there are little butterflies that I had never noticed before. Um, Have you had those divine moments in your life pop up where you, and maybe through these workshops, because that blew my freaking mind. And, you know, that was something I, I really wanted to ask you as we're closing the show, like where have these moments popped up in your lives? It's, I would say I have too many to share for in closing. (laughs) Too many. many. One thing that I want to ask you, Christina, is, you know, what did that mean for you in seeing the butterflies, in finding them? Like what, what did, how did that feel for you? What does that provide for you? Oh gosh, a great sense of relief. Like, cause I asked for them to help me know things would be okay. Um, So in moments of stress, uh, you know, having a diagnosis of gestational diabetes and being high risk in this pregnancy is very worrisome. Mm -hmm. And in the past, um, when I've seen butterflies, they make me feel so calm and happy and like everything's okay. So that's really what pops up for me when I see them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and also like, you know, that that you're being taken care of. Like, I see you, I hear you, like, you know, here's your, here's what you asked for. And I think all too often we ask for things, but then we don't look for them. Mm -hmm. And I think it puts you in the direction of looking um, and noticing. And then that just like, that sets you off. And I would say, you know, Naroja always jokes with me about being like a spiritual guru. And and so just because I have a wealth of knowledge, um, but really what's always been there for me is like, I, I do take things with a grain of salt. Like I, I'm curious and it's not, it, it hasn't always come natural for me, but once I, once I find out, once I test it, once I validate it and it rings true for me, then it, I explore that and then, you know, and then be curious about it and more shows up. So yeah. I, I mean, for you, I'm really excited for you that you've noticed this for yourself and I'm sure you're going to start to continue to see more. Um, so I just, us being at the helm of, of even that transformation for you is a really exciting place to be. And that's what we really stand for is, is um, opening that door, you know, and, and just have you sort of like look inside and, and, and be curious about it because that's the starting point for people. Well, I think what you are also touching on is asking and asking for what you need. And that comes in so many forms especially in the, this, this world of this spiritual realm and source and astrology, um, asking is really hard for women to do sometimes. And it's, we're taught that we should just tackle everything. You know, Naroja, you were saying, I, I'm working, working, working and not asking enough for myself. What, um, as we're closing out, Naroja, do you, have you had any, you know, diviner or aha moments in this process for you that have popped up or been significant? Mm, uh, well, I would say that um, not necessarily like signs, but I just like when when I am like I I'm gonna use the words tapped into myself, like I can actually like I, I I can hear my instincts and and my and and I and I and I have noticed that like when I trust my instinct and I go with it, it never um, it never strays me the wrong way. Like my, you know, take my husband, for instance, like I, I knew I was going to marry him before we even started dating. Like, I, I just, I just knew that like with like 150% certain certainty. 
and actually like after a couple of days after we you know it was just like as I mentioned myself Shannon and two other girlfriends in our in my living room uh, we you know we had our first lunar gathering and like two days after that like I literally just woke up in the middle of the night and I was like oh like we we should actually like um, you know, we should, we should actually have lunar boxes. Like it was such a random mm-hmm. thought. And I messaged Shen, like, you know, as soon as I, I, I had that thought, cause I was like, I don't want to forget it when I go back to sleep, like she'll see it in the morning, but she was actually awake as well. She was feeding one of her babies. So we were both up at like 4am <laughs> and, and, and she had actually, it was, it was so interesting cause she had had the same thought um earlier that day and so it was like we we, like we you know she was already up like I got out of bed and like we just like quickly came up with the name Altaloon um which which translates uh to um over the moon um and so yeah so even this whole process I would say has started from like a place of like just just instinct and trusting our gut yeah I love that so much and um I'm excited to see you guys grow even more. I know you just launched your first lunar box um, and I'm really excited to see this get even bigger and keep growing. And you guys are offering such a beautiful, sacred and um, you know, special place for women and people to come to, to really hold a moment for themselves, which I think is really important. We don't always get to do that. And I think that's uh, sometimes a very vulnerable space to sit in, especially if you've never been to something like this or you have no idea what we're talking about. Um, So thank you both for opening up that space for others. And thank you both for coming on the show to talk about that and your journeys and your um, your own relationships with these spaces as well. I really appreciate you both uh, being here. And where can people find you? Oh, geez. Okay. So for now, uh, you can find us on Instagram. Um, our handle is at altaloon.co, um, A-L-T-A-L-U-N-E dot C-O. And eventually, uh, hopefully by the time this podcast comes out, you'll find us on our website as well, which is altaloon.co, www.altaloon.co as well. Awesome. Um, and then Shannon, where can people find your um, business? Oh, absolutely. So it's, uh, you can find me online, www.purethirdeyedesign.com, as well as on Instagram under Shannon Ruparelia. Beautiful. Ladies, thank you so much for being here. It was so wonderful to chat with you. Thank Thank you so much. Yeah. And thank you. Of course. And Thank you all for listening um, and diving deep into maybe a new subject that you may have not known very much about. And I appreciate you all being here and remember your story matters, you matter. And we will see you on the next episode of the Growing Woman podcast. Thanks everyone.